Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Up America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over $10,000 nationwide. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl. We'll get to it in a second. Um, I, I want to spend mm, two minutes on on the Eagles Niners, okay? And here's the thing, and because this will help the argument or the discussion about the Chiefs Bengals officiating debacle, because the officiating wasn't just bad because of the last call, which I vehemently disagree with. It was a, an atrociously officiated game and managed game by the officials, right? Like your job as officials are so that we don't actually know you exist. That's when you're really good. Doesn't mean you don't throw penalties, but it's not like, man, what the hell? They're stopping the game and giving them an extra play. And holy cow, what the hell's going on here? Um, but two things can be true at once. Like the Eagles are a loaded team and they're really good. And I can be completely and utterly unimpressed with them offensively at the same time. They've played the easiest schedule in the NFL. They had a, they, and they had a walk to a Super Bowl. The game was close and their offense did nothing 
until Josh Johnson comes in and he fumbles twice. Like it was a 7-7 game. He fumbles twice. He's their fourth string quarterback. There's a reason he's played for 14 teams. Uh, my guess would be, no matter how loaded your roster is, nobody wins with a four-string quarterback in the NFC or AFC championship game. I mean, what a debacle. And, like, we're all celebrating Jalen Hurts. Like, when the game was a real game, he was not good. You know, they scored two Miles Sanders touchdowns when they picked up fumbles. That That's it. And then they just did enough to hold him off and win, score some points because, I mean, like, the Niners literally could not throw a football. He had a quarterback who could not throw a football. That was one of the most bizarre games ever. Right? Well, your four-string quarterback gets hurt, so your third-string quarterback who can't throw comes back in. They don't have him throwing, so they have your star running back throw the football. I can't, I can't think of a more... I don't even know how to describe that game. Dan Beyer, like, have you ever seen anything, a game of that importance? Because when the last time I saw an injury like that happen, remember it was Colt McCoy when he, he had the nerve, like a pinched nerve in the national championship game against Alabama. And, you know, so it wasn't any, it just took a while to heal, but he couldn't pick up a football. So they threw in Garrett Gilbert, who, I mean, he was a very highly tied recruit and he wasn't terrible. He just wasn't Colt McCoy. But like, dude, we're talking fourth string quarterback who then gets hurt. And now you, you don't have any other quarterbacks on your roster. Your emergency quarterback is your, your fullback. Well, that's a whole other story, but that there is, there's a lot, there's a lot to it, but I've never seen, I've never seen um, that situation in a game like that. And in fact, I compare it to fantasy football, and and the reason I say that, Doug, yeah, is I, be- I, I know, I think I know where you're going, but go. In our league, we made sure that guys would be able to field rosters, like in the playoffs. Like you don't want everybody, you know, picking up eight guys for the championship game. It's not a real depiction of of you know, how the season has gone. So a lot of leagues put in rules on, can you pick up a guy after this point? Can you pick up? But we made rules in our fantasy league to make sure that someone would at least have a starting quarterback to play in a game. So like, like we made adjustments uh, for that because we just thought it was fair. And that's how you would want to settle a game of that magnitude. And for that game to come down to that. Um, yeah. Never seen it before. Nothing remotely close. All right, uh, let's get to let's get to the officiating in the Bengals Chiefs game, and I think, and Dan, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but again, you never know who's listening. I am not a Steelers fan. I am not a Seahawks fan. Okay? And one of the things that you will find about me, and you guys, I think know this, but people who read on Twitter who don't know, like my entire sports life, like I don't. All I can, I just wanted like a fair game, right? Just as as fair as possible. And they're going to blow calls. They're going to be a charge block is hard. Pass interference can be difficult, right? Holding can be really hard. I, I, I get it. They're going to miss calls. Even spotting a football, like really, we're going to go by some 70 year old dude's eyes on where the ball was stopped when there's a scrum and you can't really tell. All that stuff is difficult. There was the play last night where I forget the wide receiver from the Chiefs, but he reached out the ball, but then he brought it back. Well, if you if you voluntarily bring it back, that's your own forward momentum. It, I, I was confused because I don't believe by letter of the rule they, they followed it correctly. 
But I bring up Steelers and Seahawks because that was the worst officiated Super Bowl I can remember. It was so bad, and it felt one-sided against the Seahawks. And I would like to think that, I don't think last night they had it in for the Bengals, but God, it sure felt that way. I don't think, but there's some like league conspiracy, but man, those were some, that was a terribly officiated game on a multitude of levels. Let's start with the Super Bowl. Am I, my, Dan, I know you're a Seahawks fan, but for people who for, have forgotten and you don't forget anything, that's as bad of officiating Super Bowl as I've ever remembered. Yes. And there were parallels to last night because it felt like it was building up or, all right, here comes another call. Oh, wait, you thought that was bad. How about this? Like it was almost in each thing was was topped throughout the game. That was so, the feeling. So my belief, and we'll get into it deeper on the podcast, a little bit more verbose. Maybe the language will change a little bit. It's called In the Bonus. That's the third hour podcast. My belief is this. There, there's, there's something called a bar in officiating, okay, where you got to get over that bar to, to call it. It's like, you know, it's like with holding, like you, know, you call holding on any play when it gets egregious and outside the, you know, outside your shoulder pads and it stops the guy from making a tackle like, all right, I got to call holding. You know, it's like pass interference. There's contact on seemingly every play when the ball is in the air. You know, and what's the bar there is that one is the ball catchable and two, like there's lots of different things to it. And the more important the moment, the more that bar raises and you want to be sure and really good officiating is like, hey, man, I could have called that, but I'm going to hold on to it because it didn't really affect the play. And this is way too big a game. That last call was crap. It was crap. Did did Joseph Asai did he make contact with Pat Mahomes and push Pat Mahomes who had already stepped out of bounds? Yes. Yes. Well, you're like, well, then by letter of the law. Yes. Question. Okay. But, but by letter of the law, Joe Burrow throws the football and gets popped like three strides later by a linebacker for the chiefs wasn't called. And I didn't think it should be called. Why in a game of that magnitude, like you don't call that. There's a couple other late hits Joe Mixon down around the goal line. He's in the green, past the white. You don't call that. Like, you don't call these things. But they did. They absolutely did. And on that, in that particular call, that one especially, like, dude, time, score, you're the official, like, it wasn't a late hit. If, if Joe Asai had launched his body into Pat Mahomes and hit him, by all means. If Joe Asai had even dove at his legs, hit Pat Mahomes in the knees, by all means. A one-hand push, which, let's just be honest, Mahomes sold it. He flopped. I, I, in that, that, that won the Chiefs the game. They weren't in field goal range. It's a spot foul. It had no effect on the play. It had no effect on Mahomes whether or not he's injured or not. And, and don't give me the, well, he's got a bad ankle. Wait, okay, so you're taking into context he has a bad ankle, but we can't take into context there's like eight seconds left to go in the game? It's crap. And you can't even give me what Joe uh, Gene Serator says. Because if Gene's mic was off, he would say, you don't call that there. If you remember back, okay, you remember back to when the Saints uh, should have had pass interference called against them by the Rams, right? The Rams cornerback, 
hit. I forget who it was from the Saints, really. Like, remember, that play was so egregious that they actually changed. The, they, you could review pass interference the next season just because of that call. But if you remember the audio of what Sean Payton said was, that's a Super Bowl call. And you're like, what do you mean it was a Super Bowl call? There was no penalty thrown. Exactly. In the Super Bowl, they try and throw as few penalties as possible. Do you know why? Because of the heightened importance of the game. Because they know if there's 150 million people watching, 80 to 90 have no idea about football. And the last thing we want is to muck up the fact that Rihanna is performing at halftime because we threw some penalty that nobody really understands or, you know, 90 million people don't understand why the, why, what a penalty is or why it was thrown. The heightened level of importance of the game brings up a heightened bar into what you call. The Seahawks knew this. If you remember when they faced the Broncos and they demolished the Broncos, go back and look. The Seahawks defensive backfield, they like held on every play. Held on every play. It's the same reason that the Patriots would beat the Colts in the playoffs except for one year because they were basically it was pass interference up to the point where they would call it. You can't call them all and they call far fewer in the playoffs. Everybody knows that. And that call last night was, and, you know, I know many of you are like, hey, listen, they call that in the regular season. They call that. I get it. Taking time, score, contact. He's like a foot out of bounds. The guy pushes him. He doesn't hit him. What are we doing ending a game on such a crummy call? Here's Joe Asai, the linebacker for the Bengals who committed the penalty after the game. I got to learn from experience and. Um, I got to know not to not to get close to that quarterback when he's close to that sideline. If, if there's anything that could uh, possibly cause a penalty in a dire situation like that, I got to do better. I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to um, I was trying to push him to maybe um, get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running, but. Um, I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. Vito, by the way, sent me a text. How many times has Pat Mahomes faked being out of bounds just to get a couple more yards, stick that ball out? He's right. Like, it wasn't egregious. So, I think it was a horrific call, considering time and score. You're like, wait a second. He stepped out. I'm not saying by letter of the law, you're not right. There's the spirit of the law. If we go by letter of the law, Every one of us who drives home on a freeway is getting pulled over because every one of us go over 65 miles an hour. Right? And many of us, you drive 80 in a 65, you're like, I'm keeping up with the flow of traffic. So context matters in sports, in life, with penalties, with everything. The context absolutely matters. And my guess would be that most people most people who view the Super Bowl as beyond reproach in terms of how we do officiating, again, Seahawks, Steelers notwithstanding, they don't call penalties. Why are we not approaching at least end of AFC championship game the same? Byer, respect your opinion. What do you think of the last call? I, I don't want to be a sit-on-the-fence guy. But if I can just take 30 seconds to oh, explain, yeah, yeah. I think this penalty falls between two things. I think it falls between the LeBron foul that we saw on Saturday night that wasn't called on one end, and then it falls between, if you remember, at the end of the TCU-Michigan game where there was a targeting review yes. on the fourth down. Yes, and they didn't call it. And they didn't call it. And 
the the Michigan player was not going to get the first down. The game was going to be over. It was, and I think it falls in between that. And the reason that I say that is I I do think that the it was obviously a penalty as you're saying, but to the point of the LeBron LeBron was he, he's not going to miss that layup, like that like that the foul by Tatum affected the outcome of the game. Like LeBron does not miss that shot. And at least put him on the free throw line to you know to, to have the two shots. In the TCU game, the outcome was over. Targeting was put in as a rule to protect players so they aren't seriously injured. And so I didn't feel like it should be called. And I felt that that's where that penalty was toggling between those two calls. I guess in the end, I think they made the right call. But you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm I'm wishy washy on it. I, if I ultimately had to decide, I think they made the right call. Um, but okay. I can be swayed. No, no. But here, <laughs> let me let me let me back up the LeBron thing. Okay, what I thought was really good in the officiating. Okay, they blew the they, they missed the call. There's just no other way to like. He has a layup. He gets hit in the wrist. He's going to lay it in. Like it's a foul. Okay, they blew it. LeBron threw one of the all-time fits. Did they tee him? No. no, no. You know why? Not because LeBron, because like, okay, I think I missed it, guys. Because like, you can't go like, what'd you guys see? Like, uh, you missed it. You got hit in the wrist. Like, ah. So what you do is you give a guy like, all right, you know, like I'm going to like give you a little space to throw a little fit knowing I missed the call. I'm not going to compound it. And then, you know, they get in the huddle. And then Patrick Beverly grabs the camera and shows him on the camera and showed the the lead ref, not actually the ref that missed the call. And like, okay, now I got to call a team. The, the, the point is that the time, the score, the situation, all of that stuff does matter. It, it just does, especially with a, a dead ball penalty. And I, I just, I'm not on the fence. I don't think it was close. It's not that I don't respect your opinion. I know Ramos' opinion is completely the opposite. I'm just telling you, there's no way if I'm officiating that game that I'm, it has to be so egregious, so egregious that a penalty flag has to be thrown. And it didn't get to that. It did not rise to that level, in my opinion. And I, I believe most of us would say that. And, and again, this is me admitting full well, he did make contact when Pat Mahomes was out of bounds. But again, I, I would easily bring up that Joe Burrow threw a football it's a couple drives previously and he got popped in the, he popped in the chest and sold it and fell back. Popped in the chest. But it was a good three strides after the ball was released. That's called a penalty every time in the regular season. And they made the right decision to not call it. But you can't say, hey, it didn't really affect the play. Doesn't rise that level. Too important a game. And then guy steps out of bounds, gets pushed, takes a dive. And you don't do the same thing. That's where you, that's bad officiating. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. 
the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Goodyear tires. Ship ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good. Good. There's the squib. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation. And it is caught over there now. Slipping. And the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mitch Holtus? Man. The Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network, part of our progressive play of the day. Progressive makes things even easier. They'll help your bundle Help you bundle your home car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1 800 Progressive. 
That's Chiefs Radio Network. Harrison Budker with the game-winning field goal. Okay, so that was over the top. What is the Chiefs' deal with the, you're dead right back to Chiefs? Listen, uh, Kansas City, here's the thing, okay? We used to make fun of you because, and I, you can go back into my Twitter, we used to make fun of you because you'd always lose early in the playoffs. Then you get Pat Mahomes, who may end up going down as the greatest quarterback ever, and you find ways to pull games out of your rectum. But th- this whole, like, disrespecting the Chiefs, like, the Cincinnati mayor called it Burrowhead. Like, what are you doing? The the old disrespect thing, oh, it really, really worked. That's why you that's why you won a game by a field goal at home? On a controversial call? Okay. Okay. Um Did you guys see the the NBA refs have their own Twitter account and they apologize for the missed call Lakers Celtics game on Saturday night? I saw the apologize. I didn't know if they did on Twitter. I didn't see well, they, the Twitter was, one. Yeah. Well, the, the two-minute review, you know, the last two minutes of the game they did a review. Obviously, they blew the call. And then the NBA refs like, we're gonna. Let, it's going to be like sleepless nights over this thing. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> here's, the, here's the problem with it. Like, I, I love that LeBron wanted to win the game and cared. But if you really cared about regular season games, why aren't you playing tonight? Oh. <laughs> well, well, we play the Knicks tomorrow night. Like, okay, if you care, then if they matter, then they all matter. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> every once in a while, I make a good point. Every every <laughs> once in a while, I feel I have the feeling in the in the bonus podcast, Robinson and I are going to go at it. It could be good. In the meantime, <laughs> uh, Dan Byer is a bit of a fence sitter, but generally disagrees with me. But he <laughs> politely disagreed with me. Byer, what's going on in sports? I, I just I've thought about a lot of late you know late game uh, penalties, and I am back and forth on you know should it be called or should sure. it be called. So. Right. Uh, even- it's it's, re- it's reasonable, and that's actually why that's actually why it shouldn't be called. If there's a thought of where maybe it's not, then it doesn't rise to the bar of absolutely positively. That would be my point. And my point. maybe more to your point, if the score was different as opposed to tied, like if the Bengals were winning, uh, would you have felt different? Because I don't know about I don't know about that. Like I I also think the context of the play matters. Right, like Mahomes is sprinting to get out of bounds. He's sprinting to not let him get out of bounds, and obviously he didn't have the angle to kind of get there in time. But it wasn't like it's not a late hit. He pushed him out of bounds. He was just already out of bounds. So in my mind, the spirit of that thing is like you're trying to hurt somebody by hitting them late. That's not what happened there. So yeah, I mean those are the things that I don't think it's necessarily score dependent. But if the Bengals were up and they're trying to hurt Mahomes. Maybe, but I, I just think that time, at that game, and that play, you swallow it. Anyway, go ahead. Did Patrick Reed get caught cheating again? Did I read that? Um, Well, yes. Well, in a way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we do that? Can we get that in the press? Can you can you explain what happened in the press for me? Would that be okay? Sure. Okay, I'd, I'd really, really love that. We could talk about how to complicate other banks, make it redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash, any amount, any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Uh, all right, Eli Manning uh, was available earlier today. I don't want to lie to you guys and say, Eli Manning's on hold. we got to get to him. But uh, I want to get his reaction on what happened last night in Kansas City. Here's Eli's response. 
Great game. Both the quarterbacks played how you how you thought they would. Just um, you know, stepped up in clutch moments, made some unbelievable throws. But just uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do on on uh, on one leg and some of the throws he made, moving in the pocket, uh, you know, body at a at a throwing position. What you would think and just be able to make some of these throws. His touchdown throw on the post uh, was just all arm strength, and so. Um, obviously led the team down, you know, running for that first down, getting out of bounds and, and getting the, uh, the the late hit to put him in field goal range. So great effort by him. And uh, just, you know, he, he just continues to impress. You've played in, in one, two Super Bowls, right? And as I've been told in Super Bowls, they don't like to call penalties, right? They, they want to keep this thing moving. Right? They want to get to the halftime show. Maybe late in the game, obviously you can adjust. Um, in your opinion, as a guy who's, going to be a Hall of Famer, et cetera, et cetera, two-time Super Bowl champion. Do you make that call considering time, score, play? Just your opinion. Well, I mean, I, I, I think the refs, they have the mindset, like, you know, they don't want to get overly involved and call everything, but you got to call penalties. So you got to call holding when there's holding. You, you can't let people get away with pass interference and different things. And, you know, they're just – I think all referees – are just trained obviously with a quarterback running on the sideline you know if you hit them late that flag's just going up that's just the way it is and you know that's college that's high school that's nfl you know just especially the quarterback on the sideline when he steps out uh, you, you just, you just got to know and, and players know that i know they talk about it and so you hate it uh you know you, you hate it for the guy like you feel for him just because it wasn't a, it wasn't a, you know, that he wasn't prepared. Like he was working hard. It was an effort play. It's an effort mistake. And you, you right. hate getting, you know, get on some guy for an effort mistake like that, but you just got no quarterbacks on the sideline and they go out of bounds. You got to find a way to, to lay off of them and, and not hit them. And I think when you have a, a, a you know, a hurt quarterback and he's going to go down sooner, it's going to make it maybe look worse than, than what it was. But I think he's still got to make that call. How are you able to process the pressure of the moment. And I bring it up because I'm watching Burrow last night, especially, and he's kind of emotionless, right? He's, and, and a lot, that's kind of how you were, right? Like you weren't a too high, a too low guy, but here you are playing in incredible football games, right? Both of your Super Bowls were incredible games. And yet you're able to process all the emotions and you couldn't necessarily see what the score was based upon a close up view of you. What was, well, how did you have that ability to process all the emotions and still compete at such a high level in those games. Well, I think you just got to understand what you're working towards and what what the goal is. And the goal is to to figure out a way to win the game. And you know, if, if getting all upset and getting kind of out of your norm and out of your comfort zone, it's not going to help anything. And that's where I played my best when I was calm. And and so, no matter kind of what was going on, you try to just get back to that. To that feeling and I think Joe Burrow you know he did a great job of that because he was getting harassed all games sacks not having time holding call I mean like there wasn't a whole lot going on but he stayed patient he didn't force things he didn't start leaving the pocket early and he just knew I just got to play smart and when, you know, when things are there I'm going to hit the throw and he hits a great throw to T Higgins on kind of a back shoulder high throw on for the touchdown and so you know, I think he he played outstanding and, and under tough, tough, tough circumstances. And Kansas City had a great game plan to try to get some pressure on him. Um, but I think that's that's the mindset. Just know this I'm working towards something bigger than you know getting upset because 
you know, we're getting beat up a little bit or guys aren't winning. Now, if guys start making mental mistakes and running the wrong routes and doing the wrong things, that's another thing, you know, where you got to kind of jump on them and, and make sure guys, you know, get, get focused and get, you know, get their mind back in the game. But when, you know, besides that, you know, everybody's out there competing their tail off, trying to do their best. Are you, are you surprised at how much fun you're having in retirement? Right? And you're still covering the game. I, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like you're having maybe even more fun than you could have imagined at, yeah. at, in retirement. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Uh, you know, when I retired, I just didn't know uh, there was a job waiting for me where I could sit on my own couch, watch football, make fun of my brother. And they might you know, pay me a little bit for it. Like that, that, that didn't exist a few years ago. So I think uh, I think just the idea where I get to stay still get stay involved in the game of football, which I love, still do some things for the Giants and do some content for them. But get to work with my brother, communicate with him, get a game plan each week and get to talk to some of these other quarterbacks, um, you know, who, who, who are calling their games. And, and, you know, so get to talk football with them a little bit or coaches, get some other current players on the on the uh, on the, you know, during the game and interview them and have some fun. So just, just enjoying everything I'm doing and, and uh, grateful to have this opportunity. All right. What is this uh, Quaker pregame contest? Yeah. So, you know, excited to, excited to uh, partner with Quaker and who uh, they are inviting fans to share how they pre-grain before the big game for a chance to attend next year's Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So to uh, enter the contest, fans can go uh, to TikTok and follow at Quaker, and they can upload their own pre-grain video sharing how they pre-grain with Quaker Oats. And they can do that January 30th until February uh, 12th, which is Super Bowl Sunday and January 30th is obviously today. So then they use the caption, hashtag Quaker pre-grain, hashtag entry. So upload the video, using your Quaker oats, make it fun and creative. And you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl next year. Most important question about the Super Bowl next year. Uh, you can win this from Quaker is of the Mannings. And I want to include your father. Who would be the best reality show of that weekend in Vegas? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good question. Um, Let's like, let's kind of, who likes to roll the dice the most? Who likes to, who's, who's going to be sitting there playing? Like, is, is like, which brother is playing cards all night? Which one is on the golf course? Yeah. Get, paint the picture of what's the best Manning reality weekend, Vegas, Super Bowl next year, which you can win here. If you enter this Quaker yeah, pregame I, contest. I think it's my dad. I think my dad's going to be hitting the tables hard. He's going to be, you know, he may go, he's just, gonna, he's going to be, at, he goes hard. He, you know, Vegas, we got to keep him away from Vegas. Sometimes it kind of gets the most of him. So that's his, that's his happy place. Now I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think it'll be a great place to host the Super Bowl. I think it'll be uh, a lot of fun. Everything will be kind of tight quarters. You don't have to drive around and, and obviously there's always a lot of energy there. So it'll be a, It'll be an interesting uh, and fun Super Bowl next year. Hey, man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your work and you joining us. Thanks to the folks at Quaker. Appreciate you being on. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That was earlier today with Eli Manning. Speaking of which, I can only recommend plain oatmeal, Quaker oatmeal. I can't o- recommend it strong enough. I'm a big, plain Quaker oatmeal guy. Uh Ramos, I'm yes. sure you sound like an oatmeal guy. Yes, yes. Suzanne makes oatmeal. She'll put some brown sugar in there maybe, but just 
for the most part, just a little bit of milk. I like a little milk in there, and otherwise not, plain is great for me. I thought you said Suzanne was brown sugar. (laughs) She's brown sugar as well. That is correct. (laughs) The look on Jay Stu's face is amazing. No, I think the Rolling Stones wrote a song about Suzanne. (laughs) (laughs) They did. Um, All right, what about you there, Bayer? Are you an oatmeal guy? Yeah, I... uh... Yeah, maple and brown sugar. Yeah. Maple and brown sugar. No milk. Some people do milk with the maple and brown no, sugar. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big I love I love that. Jay Stu, you? Yeah. No, I like it. Uh I kinda like it because it's real convenient. It's like thirty seconds away from yeah. breakfast. And then it's it makes me think about the uh things we grew up with that I don't know still exist or not. Cream of wheat and malto meal. Are those Cream still around? Of wheat. I think cream of wheat is still around. I don't know about malto meal. Now, did you like cream of wheat? Because that was what you'd get when you're sick. Now, part of it is this, and I think Bayer can attest to it. When you live in colder climates, the warm breakfast thing is a much bigger part of your lifestyle, right? Like you used to like get some malto meal because it's, you know, or get some cream of wheat warms you up before you go outside. Bayer, my my right there is that you feel like yeah, that's there's accurate? truth to that. Yes. Yeah. Whereas here in California, like, you know, bowl cereal, whatever. Doesn't really matter. But uh, did you like cream of wheat? I thought it was pretty good. Not as good as oatmeal. Um, and I never had malto meal. I just remember those were like the options, the hot options growing up. Uh, now, there is a hot option that none of us have discussed. Do you guys know what it is? That's a hot option, but it's because of where we all uh, have were raised and most of and you guys have lived that you haven't brought up. Do you, do you know what it is? Ramos, you want to take a guess? Grits? Yep. <laughs> Do you like one? Do you like I, I don't think I've ever had grits, to be honest really? with you. Really? I don't believe so, no. Grits are awesome. I'm a huge grits guy. Now, grits now, they've seen like a, and I don't know if they've always been this way. Like shrimp and grits has always been a thing like in the South, especially in Louisiana. But uh, grits are grits are bomb. Grits for breakfast. Grits kind of stick to you. Like, that's the thing about multiple meal and oatmeal. They kind of warm, they kind of stick to you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show? Fox Sports Radio, broadcasting live in the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be. So what we said last hour remains true. You can, as I am, think the officiating was awful and still be incredibly impressed with Pat Mahomes. Um, You can be impressed with the Eagles and their overall talent and then still go like, yeah, I don't know what they actually look like against the best teams in the NFL because they haven't played any of them. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. 
performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you were to do a power ranking on the NFL right now, now that the dust has settled, the season is over. Dust is over. The dust is settled. And I would grant you that you you wouldn't. The Vikings appear to be a bit fraudulent at thirteen and four, but they're a pretty good football team. You got the Cowboys, you got the Vikings, you got the Niners, the Eagles. Um, I, you put the all the playoff teams in the AFC: Chargers, Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens. You know, where do you where how does your power pull? Uh, let me ask you, Dan Byer, if you're going to do a top ten NFL teams, okay, as of right now, yeah. So, like, if we just say, I know whether you think they are or not, you put the Eagles and the Chiefs one and two, right? Because they're in the Super Bowl, they're still playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you had to do two through uh, three through ten, what would it look like? Um, Bengals would be there. Forty okay. Nine ers would be there. Okay. Bills would be there. Cowboys mm-hmm. would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put the Giants there. Um, Jaguars. Yeah, playoff the Giants teams. ahead of the Chargers? Um, gosh. I mean, you know, 7, 8, 8, 7. I, I, you know, like, I mean, I, I guess that's probably where I would, I would. I would probably put the Giants a spot ahead of the Chargers. But it's probably because I'm biased from the playoff bracket. Okay, okay. I would, I would, I would tell you that I think, and I wonder what Vegas would say about this. You put the top two teams, then you go, you know, Bengals and Bills. Um, I think you know Bengals and Bills would probably be the the next two for three and four. Uh, and again, a lot of this has to do with health, with even the Chargers, right? Are they? One more week, Rashawn Slater plays. But I, let's put the Jags who beat him ahead. I'll put Jags. Then I put Chargers. 
Cowboys are somewhere in that mix. The Giants might make the list. The Niners obviously be right there. The problem is the Niners, they didn't have a quarterback. Now, there's a little bit of the butterfly effect because in the first drive, there was, I don't understand why Kyle Shanahan didn't challenge on the fourth down completion to Devontae Smith. It's fourth down. Like, if you win the challenge, you get the ball. Instead, it leads to a touchdown. That was a weird, that was very odd that he didn't challenge that one. Okay, this is Kyle Shannon explaining why he didn't challenge. Because the replay we saw didn't definitely show that. They actually, we saw one up on the scoreboard. I was going to throw one anyways just to hope to take the chances, but they showed one up on the scoreboard, and that looked like a catch, and so we didn't want to waste a timeout, which we definitely would have if we didn't see that. But then I heard they got a couple other angles, and you guys end up seeing later that it was not a catch. Yeah, I'm like, I'm obviously he's kicking himself for looking at the at the scoreboard. And it's a, it's a hard call. The difference is it's the first quarter and the first drive, but it's fourth down. So you can burn a, you can burn one in the first quarter. Like it, it's not first half timeouts aren't as value. It's not like second half timeouts. No, but it is a replay challenge. Right. So yep. if you get it wrong, then you've only got one for the rest of the game. And, you know, to, to his point, and I think that what you said is it played a part in it first drive of the game you know you're talking about the first three minutes you want to use one of your challenges it wasn't really about the timeout you know it was um you know it's about about the challenge yeah it's about it's about the challenge and uh, on the other hand like that leads to a touchdown what would have like we have no idea what would happen with brock purdy if not if if that hadn't been a touchdown they'd be in a different situation would, would anything be different but the brock purdy injury I mean, that was game, set, match. Game was over. Literally over. And kind of similarly to the Chargers, like the, the story goes that had they gone to the Super Bowl, Garoppolo would have been cleared and would have played. You know, I, I, I do wonder if Garoppolo could have been, could have dressed this week and could have been their emergency quarterback. I was sitting there, as soon as I heard of the injury, I went and I was scanning the, you know, the, the list of who's their emergency quarterback. And then what I saw was uh, Jusek. I was like, wait, a, a fullback? What, what happened? What, where's Garoppolo? Like, not ready. Well, and, and that, that's part of the conversation, Doug. And this is something that I actually talked about yesterday on, on our Sunday show. The Niners never put Jimmy Garoppolo on injured reserve in hopes that he would come back this season in hopes that he would be able to return at some point. But because of that, Jimmy Garoppolo was ruled inactive yesterday, taking out one of your – because he's on your roster. He's not on IR. You don't have – and the emergency quarterback rule that we had seen in the NFL a decade or two ago allowed for two guys to suit up as backups, if you will, and if the third guy had to go in, then the other two were not able to return turn to the game and in in that instance i i don't know like what the 49ers are are weighing like are you really holding jimmy g back to maybe be the backup in the super bowl or did they just think like you know if we don't have brock purdy we're not going to win anyway so we're you know they didn't have a quarterback on their practice squad um that they could even call up and jimmy g took a spot on their roster he ended up being one of the inactives and I don't. I think that's what they thought. Like, if we don't have Brock Purdy, um, we're not going to win anyway. To your point about Jimmy Garoppolo, it's yeah, he probably wasn't ready. But it's not only that he wasn't ready; it's that he took another spot on the roster that 
somebody could have been in the game and played. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like, of, like what are the what are the chances? Like, you had to be thinking, like, what are the chances, right? What what are the chances? And apparently, better than we thought. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, you know, and it's like, do you think the NFL wanted that as their product? They wanted a team that couldn't have a player throw a downfield pass? No. Yeah, it's just, like, we talk about the, the pass interference rule of Saints-Rams and how it was changed. And, we, you know, we, we look at these overtime in, in Bills-Chiefs changed, you know, the overtime rules for this year. Hi, NFL, how about figuring out a rule so you can have a quarterback that can actually throw a downfield pass if a couple of guys get injured, you know? And and Brady Quinn, uh, on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, sent out a tweet, said, you know, this is the NFLPA bargained this out. The, the emergency quarterback rule was bargained out a decade ago when, you know, when the new CBA was signed. Instead, there was an additional roster spot and, you know, for a linemen and this and that, but that emergency quarterback rule was moved out. So you don't even have that rule anymore. So like you can dress a couple of quarterbacks, it just takes up a roster spot for you on game day. And I think that's what the NFL has to look at. A crazy set of circumstances. Am I the only guy that wasn't terribly like wasn't terribly impressed with the Eagles offense at all? I I I think two factors. And I think you're right. But I do think that the injury to Purdy let them know that we don't have to do anything stupid here. Like this is Josh Johnson is in the game. And, you know, I, I think that they took the, you know, foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but the 49ers are also really darn good on defense. They're really good. Yes. Yeah, really, good. really talented. Yes. Well, and D'Amico does a good job. Yeah. Will there be a will there be a if Jalen Hurts plays poorly in the first half of the Super Bowl, how many put Tua in at halftime tweets will there be? <laughs> <laughs> yes, John Ramos. Do you think they gave up all those points though because they just were on the field way too much? That there was no offense for San Francisco, so they were just out. Even the best defensive teams, when they're tired, they just can't can't hang. Well, they had turnovers. Oh. Turnovers to start. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, uh, Dan. Yeah, no, I'll t- I'll tell you what happened. The 49ers are like, how the heck can we win this football game? Got to take chances. Yes, and so the Josh Johnson fumble. So Christian McCaffrey busts off that run seven seven. Wow, the Niners have life. Eagles go down, long drive and score. Now it's feeling more like a football game. Ball is snapped, hits uh, Johnson in the face mask. Eagles recover, they cash in. Now it's twenty one to seven. Now you have a quarterback that also then gets knocked out of the game and can't throw it downfield. So then, to your point about the penalties, you rough a punt. They roughed a punt at midfield because it was their best option to try to score. True story. 49ers had a roughing the kicker call that gave the Eagles a first down because they knew that they didn't have a team that could drive 85, 90 yards if they were pinned deep. They chose to go for a punt block in that situation because it was a better option for them to gain that 50 yards of field position because they you didn't know, have a quarterback. It's crazy. What's, what's crazy about the Josh Johnson thing is, I mean, they had two delay of games in the first half. Like, what? That's supposed the, the execution stuff for a veteran quarterback. That's supposed you're supposed to be able to do that. Yes. I was, he was, he was obviously nervous. There was something with the cadence going on. They weren't getting the plays in. That was a disaster. Yeah. And I saw somebody call him a seasoned veteran. He's not seasoned. 
He's a veteran. That's why he's on 29 different teams. <laughs> you know, for, like, it's true. Like, <laughs> no, I, I you're mean, right. I just think it's funny. Well, he, look, he has, look, he's played in 39 NFL games. So there is some seasoning there. Now, okay. I mean, there, there's some seasoning there. Yeah, the, well, but, but, the, but the point is, is he was available for them to pick up yes. mid-season. Yeah. Like, there were, like the, he wasn't Available on for a reason. Yes. Yep. yep. I wonder in hindsight if they should have gone after Baker Mayfield. I mean, hindsight, obviously. But if the Purdy thing, like, have they just gotten Bur- Baker Mayfield? You know, because remember, Baker Mayfield didn't cost the Rams anything financially. You know? Mm-hmm. I wonder. What a bad football game. That was a total bummer. Because that had the makings of a great football game. Just an unbelievable talent. Defenses are awesome. Line play is awesome. Running backs are good. Uh, and it was a complete dud. Yes, John Ramos. Do you think since we didn't get to see Brock Purdy do much, obviously, in that game and show even more. I mean, I think he's shown a lot up to that point, but even in that big game, do you think that it even causes more of a dilemma to the 49ers for next season? Like, you know, like, do they keep Brock? I mean, I guess they keep him, but like, where do they go now with, with really not that last game to kind of even judge him even more? Like, does that cause more I, of a I love, dilemma I love to them? what you're asking. Here, here's the answer. There's two answers. One, I don't know. Okay, but two, it's the... Everybody wants to know, like, well, what do you do with, with Trey Lance? I, they would love to trade Trey Lance, but they don't want to just give him away. I mean, that's just dumb. like you have a quarterback, he has some talent. Like, eh. so it's what would you it, it, the the idea of would you trade Trey Lance? Yes. Would you trade him for a fifth round pick? No. You know, would you trade him for a second round pick? How high a second rounder? Obviously, a first round pick. You go bye bye. You help him pack. Uh, but I would guess nobody's going to give him that first-round pick for him. Maybe they should. If you don't pick up his fifth-year option, you can have him for two years. Um, he'll be fi- he'll be fine. You'll get a chance to develop him. So my guess would be they're 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 going to try and get out of the Trey Lance business. But you got to find the right guy so he can get the right time because he's barely played football. What do you think, Dan? I think that yesterday was actually a positive for Brock Purdy to be the starter. Because I was one that said Kyle Shanahan's system. Well, look what happens. Like you can't put anybody in there. Um, you know, at least in sorry, Josh Johnson. It's the pick on Josh Johnson segment. But we saw like yesterday's performance by Josh Johnson proved Brock Purdy's value. Like they they were a completely different team. It's a you just can't put anybody in there. So I think that actually helped him. The problem with Trey Lance is that he's still injured. So at the start of the off-season workouts, Brock Purdy's going to be the guy. Jimmy G's not under contract. Trey Lance isn't healthy enough. So so Brock Purdy already has a gigantic head start on Trey Lance or anybody else. So he would be the starter for to answer John's question there. It's just the question now, to your point of, you know, are they really ready to move on from Trey Lance and are they willing to do so? And by some reports, it seems like they are. I think they are, but I think it's a question of like, okay, so what are they willing to do to move on? Give him away for fourth, fifth round pick, or you know, try and hold out for he's if if he's going to be traded, it's going to be before the draft. It's going to be soon, because once you once you get to the draft, you get draft a guy in the fourth, third, fourth round. You're like, we already got a quarterback, we're good. So, I think that's what happens that they're going to move on kind of rather quickly here. 
That team will be interesting. You know, D'Amico Ryan's be gone. Who replaces him as defensive coordinator is going to be interesting. Uh, who is their quarterback and what do they what do they do? And then, of course, there's still the Brady thing out there. I don't think the Rodgers thing would ever, I don't think that dog would hunt just because he makes too much money. And they have so many other guys to, they get so many other guys to pay. And here's the other part to Rodgers is he, he's working, he was with Matt LaFleur, who he liked, but didn't like the system. That's the same system as Kyle Shanahan. So, I don't know. The whole thing is interesting. But yes, the, that, was a, that was a debacle with the Niners. Nothing like any of us had ever seen. And it, I, I don't, I'm with Dan, uh, John. I don't hold it against the Niners defense for giving up points, especially in the second half when, dude, we ha- literally have no offense. We got to take a chance. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.